step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Are you trying to connect with your path in life? Do you have a hard time trusting your gut? Do you wonder why you keep attracting the same type of relationship energy? Do you wonder what intuition is and how it works? Get ready for the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This globally syndicated radio show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. Coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio, this hit show is tailor-made to help you realize your full potential through body, mind, and spirit. Dr. Elise brings her knowledge, experience, and sense of humor to each show while introducing you to guests from all over the world who are experts in the fields of spirituality, energy healing, holistic wellness, alternative medicine, and nutrition. Call in with your questions or share some of your own experiences in connection with your intuition and emotional healing. The Elise Intuition Radio Show starts now. Here's your host, Dr. Elise. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Elise, and I help people heal their emotional bodies, connect to their intuition, and discover their life purpose through intuitive life coaching and flower essence. Our spiritual healing and wellness center is dedicated to helping individuals realize their full potential through their body, mind, and spirit by providing spiritual education, guidance, healing, and transformation through various digital platforms. You can find us at www.elisehealingcenter.com. Today, we have Chicago's number one immigration lawyer, attorney Denhu Maru, here with us to share about immigration law as it relates to family, and business. Did you know an immigration lawyer handles everything about visa applications, green cards, employment for non-citizens, deportations, and citizenship? About 6,000 immigrants, including men and women, experience domestic violence every year and feel helpless. But before we get into the show, let me share a little bit more about Attorney Maru. Attorney Maru first came to the USA when she was 10 years old from India, along with her family. And she decided to go to law school because to her, learning the law was very empowering. And through the legal system, she learned that, you know, we get the protections and the rights that are provided to each individual in the United States. So Attorney Maru wanted to understand the legal system to learn the rules of our country here in America. After graduating from Loyola University Chicago School of Law, 
that's when she realized that she needed to help empower other immigrants who are also faced with the enormous challenge and possibilities opened by moving to a new and unfamiliar country. So to this day, it is this passion that drives her each and every day, watching her clients succeed gives her strength. Attorney Denhu Maru has held numerous professional memberships and leadership roles in the legal community, ranging from the Chicago Bar Association, the American Immigration Lawyers Association as a member, the Indian American Bar Association as a member, and then a member of the American Bar Association. She's licensed to practice law by the Supreme Court of Illinois Juris Doctor, and she has a Bachelor's of Art Philosophy in Child Development from Tufts University. She also speaks several languages, ranging from Spanish, Hindu, Urdu, and Gujarati. On that note, let's welcome attorney Maru here on the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Hello, attorney. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How are you, Attorney Maru? I am doing wonderful, and thank you for having me on your show. You're welcome. How's the weather? Are you in Chicago? We are in Chicago. It's beautiful here. It's hot here. Um, This week I'm in Phoenix, and it is hot. We've had monsoons day after day. Oh, boy. (laughs) One of the few weeks in Chicago where we have perfect weather is right around now. Wow, what a blessing. So each time Mm -hmm. we have guests on our show, we always ask this question, at what point did your intuition kick in and during that time of your life, what did it tell you? Um, At what point did your intuition uh, kick in um, when it comes to the business, um, opening a practice, I'm guessing? Yes, yes, it could be. People tell us many different things, and that's why we ask the question, Mm -hmm. because it's unique to each person. Mm -hmm. You're right. There have been so many times in my life that intuition has been vital, and, um, you know, both personally and professionally. Um, But there has, I mean, it has been a guiding force um, in the business, for sure, because the whole idea of opening your own business is you're, you're creating something that simply doesn't exist in the world. And so, you know, it, it requires a sort of guidance um, that you can only really find internally because everyone externally will give you, you know, lots of different options and lots of different solutions. For me, you know, I graduated law school and started working in, different practice areas and, you know, throughout there was, there was something telling me all, all the time that this was not, this wasn't it. This wasn't a great fit. You know, um, the best fit I had was when I started, I worked at a nonprofit and it was a really, really great experience, but something about it just didn't challenge me enough. It didn't push me to be my best, you know, self to really shine um, my abilities as an advocate because we were so constricted by funding issues and by other rules. And so, so then I said, okay, you know what, let me try going into private practice and see if that's any better. So I, I joined a private firm, and it was 
terrible how they were running the office. I mean, I, the clients were not really given the kind of care that they deserved. And so um, at, at that point, I had a moment when I said, you know what, I'm not going to keep bouncing around from place to place. I'm going to create something. I'm going to create what I want. It doesn't exist, or it may exist, but I can't seem to run into it. Um, so, so it's on me to create it. And so I, I, the first thing I did was I, um, you know, thought of what I wanted in terms of like, what was the ideal practice that I wanted to create? And where would the ideal practice be located? And I want it to be located where people go to work. So I decided I should have it located, um, you know, my office should be located kind of centrally in downtown. Problem is, you know, I had worked in nonprofit. It was not a lot of money, so I didn't have a lot of money saved up. Um, this was where my intuition was a strong guidance, guiding force. I signed a lease, a 12-month lease, for an office, center of downtown Chicago in a high-rise building, even though it was a tiny office, but I signed that lease not having a single client, not having any idea where I was going to make the money to pay it off. Um, and, you know, it, it was probably the best decision um, because having signed that lease, having made that commitment, the universe just sort of aligned and things started happening one after the other. And, you know, that, that's 10 years ago, almost, I'm coming up on my 10 year anniversary. Um, so it seems to have worked out. Congratulations, attorney Maru. The example that you have provided is phenomenal. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Sure. So as it relates to immigration law, uh, we, you know, that's a very hot topic um, for us. And just to let our, our audience know, what is the key difference between family and business immigration? Yeah, sure. So family immigration um, essentially means that there is a family member, a close immediate family member. We're talking brother, sister, um, parents, children. We're not talking cousins and aunts and nieces and nephews and all of that. Um, so immediate family member who is a U.S. citizen or permanent resident who can, you know, essentially sponsor you to kind of unify the, the family. So the goal of family immigration is to unify the family. The goal of business mm -hmm. immigration is to meet a business need for a U.S. company. And so if there's a U.S. company that seems to have a difficult time finding, you know, its needs met with U.S. citizens and residents, uh, they will rely on people who have, you know, um, uh, who are from foreign nationals, basically. They could be international students here in the U.S., or they could be, you know, people who are on various types of visas. They require a sponsorship from a company, um, and that is business integration. Okay, so um, just thinking business, uh, how does the H-1B visa work? Or is that something that's exclusively for the United States, or is that something found in other countries as well? 
There's a version of it found in other countries. The H-1B specifically does refer to a U.S. visa. And an H-1B mm-hmm. is an employer-employee visa. It is one mm-hmm. of those visas that we have annual caps on, which means, you know, 65,000 H-1B visas are given each year um, for people with bachelor's degrees or higher, and 20,000 additionally for people with master's degrees or higher. And so what it is is that if a company wants to sponsor someone and he or she is not a U.S. citizen, um, they will need to go and sponsor um, through the H-1B process. They will need to provide, mm-hmm. you know, proof that they're paying this person what is known as prevailing wage, um, which is like determined by a survey that the Department of Labor does each year. They determine for various different types of professions what is the average wage um, in that region for that profession. And so, H-1B workers have to, you know, be paid that or above. And okay, then there are. Different- sponsorship requirements and they have to meet all of those sponsorship requirements. They have to show that they are working in a field that requires a minimum of a bachelor's degree in a specific field and that they are a true employer um, employee relationship. It's not, it's not appropriate for an independent contract to be on an H-1B. I see. It has to be someone that's truly a W-2 employee. It has to be, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So shifting gears now, you know, I, I one of those popular shows, I, I just got so hooked to it. It's it's like the 90 Day Fiance, I think it's what it's called. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. So in watching, yes, in watching that, I learned that there were, like, different type of visas for relationships. So what is the difference mm-hmm. between a fiancé visa and a marriage visa? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. And that's a question that we actually get asked quite often from people who are looking to apply. Um, and so say if you're a U.S. citizen and you, um, you know, fell in love and want to marry somebody who was an international student, a citizen of, say, Canada, right? Um you would then have a choice. I mean, you would be able to apply for a marriage base or a fiancé visa. Now, if this individual is already in the U.S., then um, I will tell you why I think marriage base would be better. Because for fiancé visa, you will have a person like, you know, the name implies 90-day fiancé, right? The person has, um, you know, a visa that's only valid for 90 days. So they have to come into the United States, and within 90 days, they have to get married um, to the U.S. citizen. And then they Mm -hmm. have to apply for a marriage-based application after that. The purpose of that 90-day window is for the situation where somebody has never been in the U.S. Like maybe they love a U.S. citizen and they are committed to a U.S. citizen, but they have not experienced life in the the U.S. yet and, and, you know, it's kind of like, well, what if they don't like it, right? Like, what if they don't like it here? Um, and so the fiancé visa is great because before they get married, they get kind of a taste of U.S. Um, mm-hmm. for 90 days. 
So they get to really commit not only to marrying the individual, but to living in the United States. Um, so that's what the 90 days, um, you know, the benefit, I think, of the fiancé visa is. It's specifically great for people who've never been in, in the U.S. and they want to have a taste of the country and the life in the U.S. before they commit to living here. Um, the, because because even in the fiancé visa after the marriage, there is a component of application based on the marriage. Um, for people who have been in the U.S. or are in the U.S. in some other capacity and they want to just get, you know, settled here permanently, it makes more sense to just get married and, you know, you don't need the extra 90 days to try something, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So if that's the case, then how should a couple prepare for their marriage green card interview? Green card interview by really getting um, a great handle on the date and, you know, their whole story of when they met, where they met, you know, how did the relationship progress and then collect, you know, certain documents. So we have a list of documents we give to a couple um, that they need to collect as proof of, you know, joint residence if they're residing together or, or intention to reside jointly. Um, so it's 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 basically um, um, how do I say? It? So it's basically a stage by stage preparation. There's a component of it where you have to kind of prepare saying your story and have to prepare verbalizing what, you know, what has occurred historically in your relationship. And then there's a component of it, which is documentation. And then you have to kind of provide the right documentation. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the documentation would help in, uh, does that make sense? And the documentation then would help them kind of prove the, the story that they've just said. Yes, it makes sense. It also makes sense to just call attorney Maru to help you with this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? You can have an attorney accompany you to the interview. Um, and what we I like to do with my clients is I like to do an interview prep session. Mm-hmm. So we like sit together and do a practice interview. It's kind of like, you know, the job interviews and any interview, really, the more you practice, the better you get at it. So our clients to go into the interview without having some practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. Okay. So, you know, it just seems like, especially with this global pandemic happening, you know, domestic violence is something that has always been around. You know, it doesn't have a specific zip code or any of that. How is domestic Mm -hmm. violence handled? Domestic violence is a really 
big and very important topic when it comes to immigration because when you have mixed statuses, and by mixed statuses I mean one person is a U.S. citizen and one person is of any other status, whether it's a visa holder, whether it's someone who's overstayed their visa, whether it's someone who entered illegally, whatever the status um, you know, difference is, one of them is like, U.S. citizen or U.S. permanent resident, another person is some other status, we see a lot of times that the difference in status is used by controlling people as a weapon, right? They use it to control their spouse sometimes, unfortunately. You know, a lot of times it's like, well, if you don't do as I say, then I'm not going to apply for your green card, or then I'm going to report you to immigration. And you see that, you know, the two can sometimes go hand in hand when you have a mixed status situation and abuse going on that's using this mixed status situation in a very negative way. And so Mm -hmm. um, luckily for us, um, there are options available for people, but if they're married to someone who's a citizen or a resident, um, they absolutely can apply on their own without having to rely on their spouse Um, if there is that control, that abusive situation. And it doesn't even only have to be physical violence. It doesn't have to be abuse that's reported to the police. It can be abuse that has occurred in various different ways, whether it's emotionally, um, you know, someone who's controlling them because of their immigration status, someone who's abusing them financially, making them pay for this and that, you know, and a lot of times it's, that's also connected with their immigration status or someone who is um, who has abandoned them. I mean, sometimes, you know, abandonment is a form of abuse as well. And it's like, well, you know, you don't speak English and I, you know, brought you here in the U.S., but hey, now I'm not going to support you in anything you need, even the most basic things, right? So all different kinds of abuse wow. you see and there are options for there are options in you know the law uh, for people who are not citizens who are suffering um, various abuses and I definitely definitely if anyone thinks you know that there's even a little bit of that um, male or female I mean you know gender is not an issue Um, I think they ought to contact an immigration lawyer we work with abuse victims a lot and um, and I think it's one of the one of the most important kinds of cases there is. Okay, thank you so much for sharing that information with us. Yeah. What advice would you have for U.S. citizens looking to become dual citizens in another country? Um. For U.S. citizens looking to become a dual citizen in another country, I would just say, first of all, make sure you're checking the rules of that country because some countries allow for dual citizenship and other countries will make you give up your U.S. citizenship. So be careful that you're not giving up something inadvertently. Um, I would say, you know, keep in mind that if you are a dual citizen, you still have the tax obligations to the U.S. You know, regardless of if you're earning money overseas and paying taxes overseas, you still do have to report that to the U.S. and um, to the extent where there is unreported income or there is, like, 
you know, difference in tax rates, you may have to pay some additional taxes, um, but um, U.S. government does take taxes very, very seriously. Okay. So is there anything else you would like to share with us about what you're doing to help others? How can people find you? Um, please, if anybody is looking for any kind of immigration assistance, if they don't know, if they qualify, if other attorneys have said there's nothing we can do, you know, allow us to still screen you and allow us to still talk to you and see if we can help. Um, you know, definitely you can call us at 312-854-7065. Okay. And what's the name of your practice? And uh, do you have a website? Or can they find you on social media? They can. We have, um, you know, the name of my website is um, Swaga USA. That's spelled S-W-A-G-A-T-U-S-A. Um the website is swagatusa.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, and we're pretty active on Facebook. So, feel if your if your audience is on Facebook, please check us out. Um, again, it's at swagatusa. Um, you can um, definitely reach us on you know any of the social media platforms. Uh, we have you know, YouTube. We have Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Twitter. Um, so just reach out to us any which way, and we'll try our best to get back to you. Thank you so much, Attorney Maru. If it's okay with you, we consider you a friend of the family, and if we have any questions about anything immigration, <laughs> we're reaching out to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Please do. Anyone who needs any question about immigration, we're happy to help. It's time for a break. When we come back, I will share messages from the angels in the spirit. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. In today's global economy, tutoring is beginning to get the respect and recognition it deserves. Tutoring can be a rewarding field for stay-at-home moms, retired workers, and people with technical skills. Due to budget cuts, high teacher-student ratios, and the No Child Left Behind NCLB Act, it's also an area that is booming for classroom teachers, whether they want to try tutoring in the classroom or start their own private tutoring practice. With these type of tutoring opportunities, it is crucial to have a blueprint to follow so that individuals can start out with good information and build a reputation as an educator that delivers data-driven results. In the number one source for tutors and tutor business owners, Dr. Holland Johnson's Becoming a Better Tutor, a data-driven approach to tutoring, Tutor Consultant, Dr. Holland delivers her field-tested advice so that you can find your tutoring niche and predict your chances for success as a tutor, market your tutoring practice to attract clients, apply the Dr. Holland Johnson's tutoring framework for effective tutoring sessions, apply the Dr. Holland Johnson's in-class tutoring method, conduct tutoring consultations and master tutoring interviews, determine the type of tutor in which you'll need to be for clients. Accurately track your client's progress, acquire know-how for starting and managing your tutoring practice, and dozens of other strategies you will need to be successful in the tutoring industry. Take a data-driven approach to either tutoring in the classroom or building your tutoring practice to help your clients. 
By putting new strategies and proven methods in your toolkit, you'll quickly find the path that leads to becoming a better tutor. You can get your copy of Dr. Holland Johnson's Becoming a Better Tutor, a data-driven approach to tutoring, on Amazon.com, or submit your book order at orders at iGlobalEducation.com. Learn the secrets to awaken your own financial genius. Mark Jackson II has written an Amazon International bestseller, Read Me or Stay Broke. This gripping story does the impossible marvelously. This book entertains and educates the reader. The book transforms the reader with an emotional journey filled with dynamic financial discoveries. In an effort to pay his dying mother's medical bills, Josh has burned the candle at both ends for far too long. In a last-ditch effort to stay afloat, he works even harder while his boss is breathing down his neck, exhausted and desperate. Josh comes to a simple realization. He is broke and out of options. Until one day, a mysterious woman offers him a challenge. Her company offers him the chance to learn the powerful money secrets of the rich secrets that have built fortunes for centuries but were always hidden from the public. But there's a catch. If Josh can complete the challenge, his mother's bills will be paid in full, fail, and she will die in debt. In his darkest moment, Josh agrees to the challenge. You will learn side by side with Josh as he is exposed to the seven mentors, savings, debt, credit, taxes, business, stocks, and real estate investing. The seven keys to wealth building. To save his mother's life, all he needs to do is listen, learn, and apply the secrets from each lesson. Will he be able to learn all the secrets in time? Can he complete the challenge in time to save his mother? This powerful story will keep you on the edge of your seat. You can get your copy on Amazon.com. Do you want to stay connected to Mark Jackson II? You can find him on Facebook under Mark Sweeney Jackson or www.facebook.com forward slash Mark Jackson 2. And read me or stay broke at www.facebook.com forward slash read me or stay broke. Mark 2 is also on Instagram under Mark's Jackson 2 and read me or stay broke. Lastly, you can find him on Twitter under at Mark Jackson 2. We're back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise. While we were on break, I intuitively selected a postcard from the spirit using the Colette Baron Reed system. And I also got some intuitive messages in as well as numbers. Let me share them with you. Dear you, there are times in life when taking a risk is better left for another day. Other times are perfect for taking that leap, no matter how dangerous it might seem. Well, hold on to your parachute, Shereen, for today is leap time. Realize that no matter what we will not let you fall. Realize that no matter what, we will not let you fall, drown, get lost, or hurt yourself in any way on this one. Even if it may feel like you are in free fall, we are here for you, and you can stop freaking out about getting hurt and relax into this transition to something new. All the elements are in place, and your soul is ready for a new experience 
no matter what you're asking about, it's time to take the risk and do that thing that scares you. No matter what happens, you will land softly, right on target. Don't worry about the outcome. Spirit's got that covered. It's taking the leap itself. That's the point. We love your courage. Embrace it. Guys, whatever you are planning to do, now is the time to do it. Spirit is showing me that you have that support. Use this stay-at-home time. Use the rest of this year to plan out your next move, guys. Okay? Some numbers came up here in the meditation, and the number 16 came up twice. So um, I wanted to clarify, okay, what in the world is going on with the number 16? And two messages came through, which had a lot to do with rebirth, because that is what the number 16 resonates with. It also talks about the divine feminine energy and every single spiritual being has both divine masculine and divine feminine energy. But the frequency of the divine feminine supports our soft, receptive, and nurturing side, facilitating our intuition and intrinsic understanding of our connection to the cosmos. And that's where, that's when it, it just came to me. Okay, as I began to look at the other messages that came in, this is just t- telling us that you need to connect to your intuition. <laughs> so that leads me to the next numbers. The number 21, which deals with freedom. The energy of freedom supports our sense of limitless possibility and potential, boundless expression, and bold exploration. The number five, which is the fifth chakra, it deals with the energy of the throat chakra, which supports our ability to communicate clearly and truthfully. So, you know, to really, truly speak your truth, to live your truth. I'm going to say that again. In order to be authentic, you need to speak your truth and you need to live your truth. The number 27 deals with spiritual partnership. Spirit is wanting to partner with you to help you carry out your life purpose. And that's what that leap of faith speaks about. And I'm also seeing that for a number of you, uh, physical activity comes up. So, you know, um, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to the gym. There are other ways that you can have physical exercise. But spirit is calling you to get to moving, to raise your vibration. And the number 67 is associated with it so that you are able to increase your vibration to hear better from your intuition, okay? So, guys, I hope that these messages inspire you, that they resonate with you. You leave comments. 
you let us know how it resonates with you. If you would like to contact me, you can go to our Healing Center's website, www.elisehealingcenter.com, or find us on Facebook at Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center. If you have any questions, then send them to me at AskDrElise at gmail.com, and I will answer them via video response on my YouTube channel. Share out this episode to family, friends, colleagues, and coworkers. If you are interested in learning about your life intuitively, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, Arizona Elise, to get your monthly intuitive reading and intuitive career in abundance reading by birth sign. If you are interested in learning about your life from an astrological perspective, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, Astro Elise, to get your monthly historic forecast by birth sign, weekly reading and insight, spiritual knowledge, and so much more. Join us every first and third Wednesdays of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Have a great week. I'll see you back here next time. Remember, you are loved, you are valued, and you are competent. You've been listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This hit show comes to you live every third Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Each show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. If you've missed any part of this show or want to find out more about Dr. Elise, visit EliseHealingCenter.com. That's EliseHealingCenter.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.